It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back in the studio for a Survivor Exit interview with the latest player to get medically evacuated from the game. Although uh, Jeff has officially said that this was that Matthew left of his own uh, volition. So, I, but I don't feel right calling this a quit. So I don't know. There was somebody left the game. There wasn't a vote. But I am very excited to talk about everything uh, from uh, this past episode of Survivor 44. There is a very decent chance that this is the first time you are hearing me talk at all about this episode. And that's because I was live in Raleigh, North Carolina, my adopted new hometown with a, a great panel of Survivor guests. Of course, uh, we had a really great live show uh, here last night, and I'm so very excited for you to hear that later on today. We're going to be posting that on Thursday afternoon. Had such a great time uh, with everybody that came out to see us. Really, really fun night. And I want to just also just give myself a little bit of credit because I think this is the best I've ever sounded on the exit interview the morning after the live show. So I don't know, maybe it was uh, the lack of travel or I don't know, or maybe sleeping in my own bed last night, but I feel pretty good going into a Thursday exit interview the morning after the live show. So we got Matthew here uh, that we're going to have him on with us in just a moment. Of course, you could watch that on our YouTube channel as well if you want to see the video of that interview. If you want to check out the live show, that's going to be posted later on in the day. And then I will have on the Survivor Feedback Show this week, Jason Reed is going to join us. So if you have feedback questions, get in your voicemails, send in your questions. Rob has a website.com slash voicemail. Rob has a website.com slash survivor questions. And we will get into all of that. But just a real quick TLDR. I loved this week's episode of Survivor and I uh, can't wait to uh, get into talking about it more. We've got Matthew on the line. Let's go ahead and uh, bring him in. All right. I'm very excited to be here with Plant Daddy himself, Matthew. Matthew, how are you feeling? I'm doing great. I am doing well. Um, it's bright and early here in Seattle. Um, it's a lovely early morning, but I'm doing well considering everything, the love and outpouring that I've gotten from the community has been fantastic. Well, Matthew, you really gave us uh, a lot to think about and talk about in terms of all of the things that you had going on in this season and in your game. So I love your creative survivor mind. Uh, very sad that it was uh, an experience that was cut short. Can you just give us the update on the shoulder? Yeah, I had um, surgery in November, the um, the laundry list of, of damages that I did. So I fractured my humerus and a piece broke off that had to be removed. I fractured my scapula that had to be reattached. I tore my rotator cuff. I tore my labrum. My subscapularis muscle had to be reattached. So um, it was a very hefty um, amount of surgeries altogether. Um, uh, PT, you know, was no joke, yeah. but you know, luckily... Um, I've been very aggressive with my my physical therapy and I'm well ahead of where I should be. Um, my doctors are, you know, treating me as, you know, a high end athlete. Um, I'm with Ohio State. And so they're, you know, been great. Um, and I'm back to full body movements. I'm back to full training. Um, and so I'm back to getting ready for that hopeful second chance call. 
Okay. First up, Matthew, please. And second chance, please stay off the rocks. Okay. For all of us, <laughs> leave them alone. Okay. All right. I'll probably just run up like, ah, uh, uh, Yeah. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Has that had been floated at all of, you know, we saw where Bruce uh, had the medical evacuation and Jeff was there. Bruce, auto invite anytime you want. Yes. Has that been, yes. that, has that invitation been offered to you? That it's not been offered. I've been asked a lot about it, you know, and if that invitation is offered, you you know, I'm going back. <laughs> Tell me what color to wear. I'm ready for it. Yeah. So, you know, I, my survivor, my survivor book of tricks is still pretty full. Uh, my journey was short, so I didn't get to play everything that I yeah. wanted to do. So I still have a lot of tricks up my sleeve. No doubt. Was your tribe aware that this was a possibility that you were not going to be coming back to the camp? So prior to that challenge, you know, I met with medical and I talked with Dr. Well, and he said, we're going to talk after the challenge with Jeff on camera. Okay. So, you know, being a survivor player and fan, you know, it, 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 if it's not on camera, it didn't happen. So they want this on camera. They want this to be a part of the show. And so I knew, um, that something was amiss. And so on the bench, I, I said to Lauren, I said, Hey, I think they're going to pull me from the game. And she's like, they can't do that. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I think that I, I don't think I'm going to have a choice. So when we get to that actual conversation post the challenge and they don't really show this, um, but that challenge, that conversation was a very long one. We did a medical examination. You know, it was, I could not raise my arm over my shoulder. Like I was obviously injured. Um, and so the conversation with Dr. Will was like, you know, your injuries are so bad that I would pull you from the game. And so with that knowledge, I said, you know what, this is my journey. I'm going to own this and I'm going to do the right thing. And I'm going to pull myself from the game because my injuries are so bad, you know? And so that was the conversation. They don't really show that. Um, I wasn't able to go back to my tribe and say goodbyes. You know, had I been able to, I definitely would have passed my idol off. Um, you know, if I could have done it quietly, I would have gone to Kane. Very oh, quietly. Yes. Cause Kane and I were very much aligned. If, you know, if I had to do it publicly, I probably would have gave a card to Carson or Lauren to put a target on them, you know? Wow. So, you know, and I love all of them. Don't get me wrong. I love all of them, but you know, you're still playing the game. Um, but that wasn't an option for me. I wasn't able to, um, to pass the idol on. I asked if I could go talk to my tribe and it just wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. Were you disappointed that your decision wasn't shown as part of the episode that we got it relayed to Tika from Jeff? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that, you know, in a whole, like I've, I respect the editing team so much because they didn't, they could have shown how much I was suffering, the true pain that I was in, and they didn't do that. And so, you know, I'm happy that they left some of these more emotional moments out because honestly, I didn't really want to see that, you know, that some things that, you know, I've seen the fall scene around the world. I mean, how many times has that played thousands, you know, and it's something that will be in survivor history. It's lore. It's going to be out. So, you know, I, I'm glad that, you know, I didn't have to relive some of those moments because it was a very emotional, hard decision for me. Yes. Matthew, I want to talk about everything that was going on with the real idol you found and then also the uh, fake idol that you planted for yes. for plant lady. And yeah. so can you just talk about your thought process of like, what, what were you going for in terms of uh, the plan that we saw executed on the show? Sure. So, you know, obviously I told Brandon that first tribal council, they're voting for you play your idol because I wanted to flush his idol. So my, I went in my conversation the next morning and I say, okay, tribal's gone exactly how I wanted it to. The idol's been flushed. Now I've got to go out and find it. So I walk back to camp and I know he's in camp. 
you know, they're all down in the water swimming. And I'm like, this is perfect. So I ran into the jungle and I literally, I kid you not, I found the idol in seven minutes. I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'd already been like, like looking around, like low key, like where would an idol be? And so I went to all of those spots and I found the idol. So my original plan, my original plan was to make a fake and get it to Lauren, because obviously her and I are not gelling. I'm the one that's called her out. You know, we are the only ones really beefing at Rat 2. They're very, very low key beef. So she was the one, but I, we weren't talking. We weren't communicating. I couldn't get her to like go off with me. Whereas Jamie, Jamie and I had so much in common on a personal level that we really enjoyed each other's company, but we strategically were not, it was not happening. So I needed something because I already picked up Kane because Kane's on the outs. So I needed something. So I said to myself, I can give Jamie the idol because what happens when someone finds an idol in front of somebody else? We're like, oh my gosh, this is so great. This is for us. Yeah. And so that's what I needed. I needed to create a trust and a bond with her that was so strong that she felt like we're together. And that's what I did. And so I led her to the worms, you know, and I literally, it took me days. It took me days. So they don't really show it. So I found that idol on day four, but I didn't get Jamie the fake until like day seven or eight. So it took a long, it was a long process. One question I had wondered from the last episode was, uh, were you able to talk with Jamie when you were both on the sit-out mat during the challenge in the last episode? No, we were so far apart. They, you know, I think that production really learned from Claire and Mike's first conversation. They're like, you got to keep these sit-out. Learn the wrong thing. It was great. Yeah. So we were actually very, very far apart. And so Jamie and I extended one quick, like high finger high. And then she said, I love you. Mouth it to me. And I mouth it to her. And that was it, you know? Um, and that was like, okay, Jamie and I are still strong. We've still got a bond. I'm worried about her, you know, cause I sent her off with the <laughs> fake community idol. So yeah, there was definitely that concern, but we didn't get to, you know, talk or, you know, and she's, she was really trying to, show that she was Silka strong. You know, she was really trying to infiltrate their tribe and do what she needed to do. So I wanted to give her the space to do that. So you mentioned at the first tribal council, you were the one that told Brandon to play his idol. You also, I want to commend you that you did make your own survivor history. You complimented Jamie for being the first person to hit the shot in the dark, but also in my mind, you were the first person to ever play the shot in the dark as anything other than just like a desperate Hail Mary plea of please save me shot in the dark. You actually used it for a strategic purpose. So uh, when did you come up with that idea? Was that something that you thought of on the island or was that something that you thought of coming into season 44? Well, I, I was coming into season 44. I never really liked the shot in the dark. I, you know, obviously it hadn't been used effectively. No one had ever pulled it. It, it, it just didn't make sense to me. And so you think about that percentage of like 16.6666667, like where is the safety net? If that was a safety net, like it would be so big. And you, you could have like, used the safety net, Matthew. I could have, I could have, it might've saved me. But that, that, that concept of 16% is not enough of a percentage. Like if I walked into a casino and they're like, you have a 16% chance of winning this game, I'm not going to play. Right. So I'm like, how can I use this differently? And so that's where it came up. So, cause you know, going in, I'm like, I've talked to everybody. I know where Maddie and Kane are voting. I know what Brandon's going to do. I know that Jamie or that you know, Jamie's going to play a shot. Right? I know that Lauren is going to bank her vote. I know all of these things are going to happen. So if I vote with, Brandon, if I vote for Brandon, then Kane is not going to work with me. If I vote for, you know, Brandon and with Maddie and Kane, 
he's going to be pissed off at me and he's going to be caged. If I put a vote on Lauren and force a Maddie Lauren vote, now Brandon's pissed. Lauren probably goes home. Yeah. So if I subvertly and play, oh, guys, I'm hurt. I'm scared you guys are going to vote for me. And I play my shot in the dark. I don't vote. And then I can pick up Kane. Jamie's still great with me. Brandon has no idea that anything is going to happen. And so I get to act subvertly. And I kept the, the calmness level at camp exactly where I wanted. I knew where everybody was going. And it allowed me to then try and pick up numbers. We saw in the first episode, you did Sweat and Savvy with Brandon. You told Brandon to play his idol. Um, but I feel like you haven't mentioned that you were tight with Brandon uh, in this conversation. Where did that relationship go after that first tribal council? So Brandon, I mean, that sweat challenge, we did not really talk. I mean, I'm not kidding you. It was grueling. It was a hundred coconuts, you know? And I mean, if you think of a coconut weighs five, seven, eight pounds, you're talking about 500 pounds minimum. So here I am, the oldest guy, the youngest, the oldest guy, the smallest guy. I'm like, I've got to do this. So we just said very like, Hey dude, I got your back. Like we did this. I got your back. And that was literally it. So it was a very loose alliance. And so when we got into the second day, you know, Brandon and I had not really gotten the opportunity to talk with everyone. So when we get into the actual tribe and I'm seeing the tribe dynamic, you know, they're talking about music and artists. And I'm like, I don't, I listen to classical music. Like, I don't know who any of these popular people are. They're talking about lyrics. I'm like, I, so my social game was really, I was like, Oh, this isn't good. Like I can't, I'm not interacting with everyone. So, so that's where the caution level rose. I was like, well, him and Lauren are talking about things that I can't even, I can't even enter into the conversation because I don't know who these people are, you know? And so they're getting really close. And that put me in a very like position of like, I'm not as closely aligned with any of these people. So that's kind of led me to like, how do I get my numbers? How do I fit into this? And so, you know, through tribal and, you know, it was, I came out there to have no plan and to make my plan based on what was happening. And so that was really just my whole plan was just to be fluid and to uh, be adaptable. Okay. A couple of other things real quick. If Ratu went to another tribal council before Carson got there, who would have gone home? Ooh, I think that it probably would have gone to Lauren. Okay. Interesting. I I think it would have, I don't know. Jamie would have been, you know, it would have depended on where that that idol a play had happened because you know it had it happened had we gone to tribal before i got jamie to get that hidden immunity idol i think she would have voted with lauren and brandon and i probably would have voted with them to get out king you know yeah but you know post that fake idol i think jamie was with us and we would have went after lauren we saw you bond with carson in the last episode uh did you feel like that you were good with carson when he showed up at ratu so so when carson showed up i was devastated because I had spent days getting Jamie and getting this relationship. And I'm like, I have to start all over again. You know, I've got to get secure that third. So, you know, Carson's there and everybody is watching everybody like a hawk and everybody's watching every interaction with Carson. So Carson and I are walking and he's walking in front of me. And I was like, Hey, Carson, don't look back. I was like, Jamie has the idol. And he, you know, just give him a piece. And so I was like, if I give him a piece of information, he's going to seek me out. He's going to want to talk to me. So like a day later, we finally like, Hey dude, I want to tell you some truths. I want to give you some information. I want you to be able to play this game and I want you to be able to trust me. So here's what's really happening on rat Hill. And so it was a, a very much a conjoined effort by me and Kane. I'm going to come and hit him with the information. Kane's going to go and hit him on the social side, the personal side, the nerd side, like talk about all those things. So we were aggressively trying to get Carson. 
So in two and in two different methods, but yeah. Kane and I were working together to try and snag him. All right. And then last thing, Matthew, uh, from a survivor nerd, uh, how many other survivor challenges do you have in your backyard? I will not answer that question because there are so many. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> my husband um, has destroyed some of them because there's just too many. Um, so yeah, it's, um, you know, that again, it goes back to that whole time in quarantine, you know, yeah. I was, had nothing else to do. And so it's like, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this because what else am I going to do? I'm locked in my house, you know, I'm locked in my backyard. So it was uh, not only, um, you know, for preparation, but also for my own sanity of like, this was my activity. This was my outlet during that quarantine time. Yeah. Well, Matthew, I'm sorry that your time was cut short on Survivor, but really in the time that you were there, you made the most of it. And so uh, I have so many other things uh, that I wish I could ask you about, but uh, my time is cut short uh, here with you today. But Matthew, thank you so much for everything you brought to the table and uh, happy, to, happy to hear that you're doing better and uh, all the best outside the show. Thank you so much. This has been really awesome. This is uh, not a conversation I wanted to have, but definitely one I was looking forward very, to. Very fun for me too. Thank you, Matthew. Bye. Thank you. All right. Uh, lots of uh, interesting uh, high calorie info snacks from Matthew here on the uh, podcast because, uh, first off, was a argument between Matthew and Lauren part of the show? Because I'm tr struggling to, I mean, if it was, I feel like it was a very minor thing. Didn't realize that there was a rift. And so from what Matthew is saying that basically like Ratu looked like was kind of uh, maybe split where Matthew and Kane were, you know, bringing Jamie in and then uh, Brandon and Lauren seemed to have a thing. And uh, I'm not sure necessarily where Carson ultimately would have fit into that, but a little bit of a different picture painted from Matthew's interview than uh, what we've gotten from the show. And so like, uh, you know, the one thing I wish I uh, would have had more time to talk to Matthew about was when we saw Danny go to Shipwheel Island, it, you know, uh, with Brandon, is Brandon freelancing? Was that the plan of uh, Ratu in general? Brandon doesn't know at that point in the game that Matthew's not coming back of like, hey, go recruit Danny, go try to bring Soka in. Or is he looking at it like from, you know, a different perspective of just Brandon and Lauren? All things we will find out moving forward. So again, thank you to Matthew, who really did make the most of his time on Survivor and gave us a lot to think and talk about. We, of course, always have a lot to think and talk about with Jordan Kalish, who is going to be joining us for this week in Survivor history when we come back right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back to a guy who uh, I feel like I haven't talked to him in forever. It's Jordan Kalish. Jordan, how are you? I, I am doing great, Rob. I mean, the the week really just just crawls by when I don't get a chance to to speak with you and do Survivor trivia. So I'm I am glad to be back. Uh, and uh, wow, what another crazy episode of Survivor! This season is really really just uh, the hits out of control. Keep on coming. All right. Jordan Kalish back to talk with us here for the last week of March for what happened on this week in Survivor history. Jordan, what do you have in store for us today? All right, we are going to go very far back in time. We're going to go back? all the way to the the Borneo? oldest, the old no, not Borneo, the the old the oldest uh, spring season Survivor, the Australian Outback. 
Jerry Manthe getting voted out of the Australian Outback was significant since it was the first time in Survivor history where the members of the majority tribe voted out one of their own post-merge before one of the members of the minority. First time ever. Yep. Uh, which six players, three former Ogacore and three former Kucha, voted against Jerry? Uh, you're going to get one correct point. Uh, sorry, one point for each correct answer. Um, and uh, if you give an incorrect answer, you'll lose a point. It was six votes, you said? Six votes against Jerry. So it has to be. Then it was Colby, Key, Correct. Tina. Correct. Then um, I would say it's then Elizabeth, Roger, and I guess Nick. Elizabeth, Roger, and Nick Brown. I think that was the, uh, the maybe the toughest one to get. So you got all six. Good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, one not of, one of the better you... survivor Nicks, Nick Brown. Yes, that, I, I, I would say Definitely so. Definitely not uh, the worst. No, I mean, and, and probably the uh, the best lawyer of the uh, of the Survivor Knicks that I could think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have you have six points there. Uh, good job. Can you tell me the person? This is not a trip for uh, a question for the quiz. Who's the only person who didn't vote against Jerry? Amber. That is correct. Good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Nick Brown would go the uh, the following week. So we got back uh, onto the uh, the voting out uh, Kucha train. Uh, so you have six points. Uh, you're off to a hot start. Next question. We are going to a season that you know very well. I don't get to do a lot of Survivor the Amazon trivia, but okay. I feel like this one might be you, you're either going to know it or you don't know it, which I guess is how all of trivia works. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the Amazon merge episode is known first for Jenny and he- Jenna and Heidi getting naked for chocolate and peanut butter and second for Roger Sexton's epic downfall. But this is not about either of those things. The newly merged tribe named themselves Jacare, which is Portuguese for what? Um. I believe it was uh, it was an alligator. No, the alligator. The alligator is correct. You get two points. <laughs> so I feel like, like that is, is a trick question. Totally unfair question for any other season. But since you were there, I could I could ask you the Portuguese question for what the uh, what Jacare meant. I mm-hmm. didn't know this. It was I was actually just going through uh, the Wikipedia doing my research for the quiz. I always felt like it was just like Jabaru and Tomviki, like yeah. kind of sounds similar. Uh, but yeah, Jacare means uh, means alligator. Yeah, you were all hiding. Although in plain we sight. were much more concerned about a caiman crocodile. Yeah, and also the piranhas. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I'm uh, yeah I'm surprised you went with uh, with alligator, but uh, good job you have a uh, perfect score of eight, and we're going to go to another season that you were on in Survivor All Stars. New Shapera lost the Survivor Trivia Immunity Challenge and voted out Jerry three years after her mm-hmm. Australian Outback ouster. So bad bad week in, in Survivor history for Jerry. Both tribes were tied ten to ten and therefore given a tiebreaker question. What was the tiebreaker question? Tiebreaker question was um, name all the first boots. Yes, name the first boots from the the seven seasons. That is correct. You have a total of ten points. I, I don't even think and I have my, to ask and you. They to didn't name. know my wife. They didn't know your wife, Nicole Delman. No, uh, but the uh, yes, the 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 Mogo Mogo one and yeah. uh, Shapera Shapera, which was really all the old uh, Mogo Mogos plus Amber were were voted out. Very famous episode for the mm-hmm. uh, the deal between Lex and Boston. Rock. Yeah, so. Too bad we're I wasn't go. there when I got it for them. We we've been yeah yeah I think I think yeah uh, Shapara could could have used you there, uh, but but since you were a former Shapara, you would have been on Mogo Mogo, and I guess you guys would have yeah, won. Maybe anyway. who knows? Maybe we'll change one thing, change everything. I know. Uh, uh, it's uh, the butterfly effect. If uh, butterflies are just uh, dead relatives saying hi. Mm-hmm. Um, in Survivor Forty Two, we we've been very old school. Now we're going super new school. Survivor Forty Two. Who played the third shot in the dark of the season and the final one of the pre-merge? 
final shot in the dark of the pre-merge. Yeah. So there okay, were four Zach played, played one. The yeah. Then Mariah played one. And then I would guess then that oh boy, with a third shot in the dark that got played in the pre-merge. Um did Daniel do it? Or I'm trying to think of did Swathy do it? Boy, um, this is tricky. I'm trying to think of, okay, so Zach got voted out, then Mariah got voted out, and then after that, Jenny did not play Shot in the Dark. Then Swathy got voted out, and then did Daniel play Shot in the Dark? Um, I would have to guess... Because uh, nobody else got. Are we not counting mergatory rights? I'll I'll guess that it was that it was Daniel. It was not Daniel, so you lose a point. You have okay. uh, nine total. Uh, you can get your point back. Did did Swathy do it? It was Swathy. So you get your point back. You're not going to lose a point, but you also not gain points on that question. Swathy is the correct mm -hmm. answer. She played the third. I do uh, not remember then, that. Yeah, um, she. Uh, there's been there's been so many. I feel like one day the uh, shot in the dark people will be a, a its own twitch list on some future like twitch ultimate trivia. Mm -hmm. So if you're uh, if you're gonna play on a future twitch ultimate trivia, maybe uh, maybe study, study that, that list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so we're uh, we're we're still going uh, pretty pretty recent, but the not not the new era. We're gonna go to Survivor Edge of Extinction um, in the. Uh, I wrote 39. Okay, sorry. Let, let me say that again. In the in the first Edge of Extinction return challenge of season 38, uh, who used an advantage to penalize another player and who did they penalize? So you can get a t uh, total of four points on this question. You could also lose two points if you get both of these wrong. So it's the first returner mm -hmm. challenge on, on the Edge of Extinction. Someone believe, used an advantage and someone was penalized. I believe it was my North Carolina neighbor, uh, Keith Sowell. Keith Sowell he used it on use Chris it. Underwood. He used it on Chris Underwood. So that is uh, perfect. Another for, North for Carolina. That, that was North Carolina on North Carolina crime. Yeah, you would never do that to Jesse, right? No. Okay, I would love to see that. So, uh, Survivor, Survivor, North Carolina, Rob's versus, or I guess it would be Rob's the and Jesse's. North Carolina Alliance. <laughs> Who else would be in that that alliance? Chase Who else is there? and um, what, what's her name uh, from Jane. Oh, that well, that's a great that's a great try. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, I feel like Jane, either Chase or Jane Farty. might be might be in trouble on that tribe. Um, but we, we'll see. I mean, uh, so good good job on that question. Perfect mm -hmm. score. Uh, well, perfect. Not, not you didn't get swathy, but perfect score on that question. Uh, okay, we're gonna go to Survivor Game Changers. JT Thomas knows what it's like to find himself in a sugar related controversy. Mm -hmm. I'm of course talking about Survivor Game Changers, easy, where he incorrectly. Easy. Where, hey, I'm talking about the Game Changers one, where he incorrectly accused a trimate of using too much sugar. Who did he accuse? Um, who did JT accuse of stealing the sugar? Yeah, Michaela. Michaela, that is correct. Yeah. And then she she drank the tea at, at Tribal Council. You know, not to not to throw names around. I actually watched that at at, uh, at Zeke's apartment with with Zeke. Zeke uh, had had a very very interesting person who was at that tribal, of course, and uh, had had some takes on that that tribal. We got some behind the scenes stuff, which I can't reveal. But but uh, good job. We sure. Um, are we sure Zeke was at that tribal? Was he not at the? Um, 
Oh no! Well, maybe Trivia in my master? mind he was at the tribal. Yeah. Maybe in my mind he was at the tribal because he was in the room when I was watching it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was on a different his, tribe. Yeah, right. Yeah. He was. He was not on that tribe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was. Yeah, that was a three. Aubrey. Aubrey was on that tribe. Yeah. Um, another person who uh, who has been around uh, the the RHAP RHAP uh, like a live show uh, circuit. So, um, finally, this is our last question. Colton Cumby famously didn't give his idol to alliance mate Elisa Rosa before being medevaced in One World. This was the first time in Survivor history in which a player was evacuated with an idol. Who was the only other player in Survivor history to be medevaced with an idol? Hmm. I believe it came um, in Survivor Korong, and I believe it was uh, Neil Gottlieb. Neil Gottlieb is correct. You finished Gottlieb. with a total Gottlieb. Neil Gottlieb uh, from Korong. Uh, good if you when you think Medivax, Korong is usually a good place to to go. Uh, yes, he went out with the idol. Looked like it probably would have been a vote split on uh, him and uh, Aubrey, who we just talked about, and we don't really know who would have gone there. Uh, but Neil gets Medivax. Idols out of the game. And uh, yeah, he only that's the only two times in Survivor history where that has happened. So you finished with a total of 18 points. That is a win. Congratulations, Rob. Uh, I, hot, I believe you're, you're on a three or three or four week winning streak. King stays king. Um, yeah. Yeah. Survive in advance, baby. All right, Jordan, what's coming up for you? I know you, everybody uh, well, is raving about your appearance uh, on the B&B. We had we had so much Go fun. Back we and played some, some great games. I know Mike and Leon. I love the game that I put together. So that was that was a great one. Uh, yeah, always always fun going on the B and B. It's always a an honor and a Jervis to do to do that podcast. So uh, I, I had a great time. I hope everyone listened. If you haven't listened, it's not too late. Go back and listen. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, can't can't wait to see what happens next week on uh, Survivor. 44. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Poetic justice. All right. <laughs> Take care, Rob. You you can't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks Especially for your time, Jordan. Jackson. All right. Thank you, Jordan. All right. Bye. Bye. Everybody, there you have it. Jordan Kalish back with this week in Survivor History. I forgot to mention at the top of the show uh, today, also uh, big thanks to James Jones, who filled in for me on uh, the Survivor Know-It-Alls. I have not listened to it yet, but I always love listening to the Know-It-Alls uh, when Steven is hosting without me. I just am so tickled uh, to watch Steven drive the podcast. So uh, that's going to be another highlight for me coming up on Thursday. Later on tonight, I am also going to be catching up with Shannon Gus to talk about uh, one more check-in about Australian Survivor. Uh, can't wait to talk with Shannon to weigh in on my thoughts on the finale and the season as a whole. In addition to that, everything else is coming your way in our Survivor podcast feed. Check out robasawebsite.com slash Survivor feed to hear all the other great Survivor content coming your way this weekend. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.